we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 31st edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Thanks to Muck Bill Yabaro for hosting the shows on January 27th and January 30th. My opening serve on Tuesday's program is Australian Open Tennis. And let's give a sunny side of sports salute to Novak Djokovic and Arena Sabalenka, who won the men's and women's singles titles over the weekend in Melbourne. For Djokovic, it was his record-extending 10th Australian Open title and record-tying 22nd major championship. For Sabalenka, it was her first Grand Slam trophy. Craig Gabriel was down under in Melbourne for the two-week tournament, and Craig filed this feature report on the big wins by Djokovic and Sabalenka. Novak Djokovic has declared it to be the biggest victory of his career. The last month has been very difficult for him, and when he won, the emotions erupted. He scored a 6-3-7-6-7-6 result over Stefano Tsitsipas. Never before has Djokovic been as overwhelmed with emotion as he was after winning his 10th Australian Open. He was bawling as he fell into the embrace and arms of his family and friends. Well, just a huge... Uh pride and, and satisfaction that I feel at the moment of course uh, when I went into my box you know I just uh, think emotionally <laughs> collapsed there you know and teared up with uh, especially my mother and my brother when I gave them a hug because um, up to that moment um, I was um, not allowing myself to to I get I guess be distracted with things off the court or Whatever was happening, you know, and dealing with uh, with an injury and things things happening off the court as well. This has been an emotionally draining time for him. His return to Australia after last year's controversies, then a question mark over his fitness. You know, I wasn't really liking my chance in this tournament with the uh, with uh, the way I felt with my leg, and uh, you know, then I, it was just a matter of survival of every single match and just trying to take it to the next round. The good thing about um, the Grand Slam here is that <clears throat> you have a day between the matches, so it allowed me to have more time than normally on some other tournaments to um, recover and to try to do all the treatments in, in order to get myself in a somewhat of a good state and condition to, to, to play and eventually win. So when that last point was won, it was like a ton of bricks had been lifted off him. The win was his 22nd major, equaling the record held by Rafa Nadal for the men. He's now just two behind Margaret Court's all-time record. This is his 94th career title. I honestly feel great in Australia, and my results are testament to that. So I really wanted to be back here, I wanted to play and uh, knowing my records in Australian Open always liked my chances and I ended up the last season in the best possible way, I played great, so I did a great preparation. Of course, considering last year's event I was a bit more nervous uh, coming into Australia, didn't know how you know, I'm going to be received and by the people. 
but you know, I mean, overall, it was a very positive experience. Sitsabas was thwarted at every turn and twist. Well, I did everything possible in order to get a good match against him, and you know, my team is working um, exceptionally to to give me the best uh, the best way that I can approach this, especially today. Uh, there is nothing that um, I didn't. Um, there's nothing that I didn't use to my advantage or there's nothing that I, I could have extracted more for today. I did everything possible. He had a set point in the second set and couldn't convert it. He was up a break in the third and that didn't last long. Djokovic was everywhere he needed to be. It was one of those days where nothing was going to stop him. And on top of winning the title, Novak Djokovic returned to the world number one ranking. The last time he held that was on the 6th of June 2022. And he starts his 374th week at the top of world tennis. 24-year-old Irina Sabalenka is the Australian Open champion. The Belarusian player has come back from a set-down to beat Elena Rybakina in a thrilling final, 4-6-6-3-6-4. And it's the fourth time she's beaten the Kazakh player. Sabalenka will earn almost $3 million and will move to the number two ranking in the world. But all that pales in comparison to the biggest title of her life. Never before has Sabalenka reached a singles final at the majors. Now she's the Australian Open champion. Her best effort before this was at the Australian Open last year when she only made the last 16. Yeah, it's it's uh, I think it's it's even more more enjoyable I would say after all those tough tough matches and I I I really feel right now that I really needed those tough losses to kind of understand myself a little bit better and it was it was like a preparation, you know, like for me and I I actually feel happy that I lost those matches so right now I can be a different different player and uh, just different arena, you know. In front of a packed stadium, including many past champions, she won the biggest prize of her life, defeating Rebakina in 2 hours 28 minutes. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's really the best match I would say it was and she played an unbelievable tennis and I fought, I fought so hard to, uh, to win this one and I think... Tennis was great, and uh, so I'm really happy that it wasn't easy match, you know. I really enjoyed enjoyed this battle. Sabalenka has won all 11 matches she's played this year, and in the final she hit 51 winners and 17 aces to improve her record over Elena to 4-0. She'll rise to number two in the world, while Rabakina will be 10. I don't think that tomorrow I'm going to feel different just because of the uh, ranking now. I mean, for sure it's going to be different on the smaller tournaments, I would say. I'm going to be uh, seeded, and uh, maybe in some tournaments I'm not going to play first round so I mean of course there is uh, some benefits uh, out of this and uh, but for sure I don't really look for the for the numbers ranking so much. This was the fourth consecutive year that a woman had reached the final of the Australian Open having never been in the final of any other major and it's the first time since 2020 that one of those first timers had scored a win. The last occasion was Sophia Kennan. The match ended with Rabakina sending a return long and Sabalenka dropped to the court in tears in a state of near disbelief. She follows Vika Azarenka as the only Belarusian players to have won one of the big four titles. Craig Gabriel, VOA Sports, Melbourne. Thanks, Craig! Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook. 
Twitter and at voaafrica.com. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. My Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. And if you go to voaafrica.com, you can listen online to the sunny side of sports and other VOA programs. Check out voaafrica.com. Let's give a sunny side of sports birthday salute to former American track star Jeremy Warner, who is celebrating his 39th birthday on this Tuesday. Jeremy is a three-time Olympic champion. His specialty was the 400 meters. He won gold at 400 meters at the 2004 Olympic Games in Athens. And at those same games, he won another gold in the 4x400 meters team relay for the USA. And he won another relay gold medal at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Happy 39th birthday, Jeremy Warner. VOA Africa would like to hear from you. Send us a text message or a voice note on WhatsApp 24-7. Leave a comment, request, or send us a greeting, and you could be hearing your message on VOA Africa. Simply dial the international code plus one, then 202-258-3076. We are always happy to hear from you. The number again is international code plus one, then 202-258-3076. VOA Africa, your trusted source for news, sports, entertainment and music. In African athletics, the African and Nigerian record holder in the men's shot put Ebuka Enekwechi recently set a personal indoor best of 21 meters 20 at a meet in the U.S. state of Iowa. For reaction, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with Enekwechi's coach, Gabriel Opuana. Chuka Ebuka's uh, throw was 21-20. That's for indoors. And uh, that happens to be the best distance thrown by any Nigerian. It used to be held by Stephen Mosier a couple of years ago and uh, with an indoor throw of 21-20, it's never been achieved, like I said, by any Nigerian. So this uh, subject to ratification is a new national indoor record. As Ebuka's uh, uh, coach, is this a sign of good things to come in the 2023 athletic season? Yeah, by the special grace of God, we're expecting 
Can you also tell our listeners about Ebuka's uh, program for the 2023 athletics season? He's expected to compete all over the world when the outdoor season starts seriously. But uh, the two main competitions we are working on is the All-Africa Games and the World Championships. Because all his events now is geared towards uh, a better performance during the All-Africa Games and the World Championships. So for now, I say the two main events we are preparing for this year, apart from other competitions to be attend, you'll be attending all over the world, uh, just those two for now. Any message to Ebukas numerous fans in Nigeria and indeed all over the world? message we have for Nigerians and Ebuka's fans is that uh, his best is yet to come. He's a very disciplined and humble athlete. We pray things work out for him the way he really wants it to because with sports, no matter how you train, it comes with a little bit of luck, even though some people don't believe in it. We pray his best That's Gabriel Opuwana, the coach of African and Nigerian men's shot put champion Abuka Enekwechi. And Coach Gabriel spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from New York here in the USA. Now let's go to Nigeria's political capital, Abuja where Samson O'Malle has a package of African sports news for us. Tunisia is set to host the 17th edition of the World Para-Athletics Grand Prix, scheduled for February the 6th to the 8th. At least 300 para-athletes from 30 countries will participate in the Grand Prix. The 17th edition is a qualifying event for the World Para-Athletics Championships, which is scheduled for July 2023 in Paris and also for the Para-Paralympic Games in 2024. In cricket news, South Africa's men national cricket captain, Temba Bavuma struck a magnificent 109 in 102 balls to lead his team to a superb five-wicket victory over England in the second ODI at a Rakros Mangung Oval in Bloemfontein, South Africa on Sunday. Bavuma speaks of what the victory means for him and his team. From a team's perspective, I mean, I think there's a lot of positives that we that we can take out. Um, like I've said, you know, with the coaches, they've challenged the players. Um, they've asked, they've asked the players to to bring their A game and step it up. And you know, it's good that the players have have, have stepped up to that challenge. And that's the batters and the bowlers. Um, coaches asked me to kind of be the person that leads all of that. 
and I've tried to do that um, through my performances in these two ODIs. The final match in the series will take place in Kimberley on Wednesday. In mixed martial art news, the highly anticipated title rematch between former UFC middleweight champion, Nigerian-born New Zealand professional mixed martial artist Israel Adeshoya and reigning title holder Alex Pereira will headline the upcoming UFC 287 main event on April the 8th. The pay-per-view event is expected to take place in Miami, although the venue has yet to be officially announced. Pereira defeated Adeshoya by knockout in the fifth round in the main event event of the UFC 281 to become a middleweight champion. And on to Uganda, where the inaugural edition of the Ugandan Badminton League got underway on Saturday in Kampala. The Ugandan Badminton League will have singles, doubles, and mixed doubles. There are six clubs in the main Super League and seven in the corporate setting. The league will last for at least six months. Uganda Badminton Association President Annette Nakamia says the Badminton League will help nurture future talents for the country. The objective of this is uh, we're looking at development. So we're looking at the, the, uh, the players that will be coming from the uh, schools, uh, schools to get into the elite stage. And then for corporate, it's basically the support that we get financially from these groups and also the continuity of the people that used to play this, the sport, not to, 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 to lose them. So we're going to see a lot of former athletes. I am Samson Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. On the next Straight Talk Africa, we'll take a look at the visit of Pope Francis to the Democratic Republic of Congo and South Sudan. Also, we'll discuss the recent re-engagement of the United States with the African continent. Join me, Vincent McCory, on the next Straight Talk Africa on Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. Thanks, Vincent. I'm VOA Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Former world heavyweight boxing champion Vladimir Klitschko of Ukraine has urged IOC President Thomas Bach not to allow Russian and Belarusian athletes at the Olympics. Dear Thomas Bach, you're the president of the IOC. You are the representative of the universal values of tolerance and peace. You propose to authorize Russian and Belarusian athletes to participate in the Paris Games. I tell you, the Russians are Olympic champions in crimes against civilians. They have the gold medal in deportation of children and rape of women. You cannot put your Olympic emblem on these crimes because you will be in accomplice with this abominable war. Do not do this. Otherwise, you will betray the Olympic spirit. A country that tramples on the basic principles of the international law cannot be legitimized and supported by the international body of sport. Do not make this mistake, this monumental mistake. The world is watching you. History will judge you. Good luck with your decision. Vladimir Klitschko won the Olympic gold medal in the super heavyweight division in the boxing competition at the 1996 Atlanta Games here in the USA. He then went on to a long and successful prize fighting career, a career that established Klitschko as one of the best heavyweights of all time. Vladimir Klitschko spoke on Twitter as his country continues to fight back in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine that began in February 2022. 
Around the clock, the Voice of America keeps you in touch with the latest news. Tune in at the top of every hour, every day of the week. For the five-minute VOA newscast. We bring you reports from our correspondents and interviews with newsmakers from around the globe. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the world. The VOA, your trusted source for news and information. Pro basketball, eight NBA games Monday night. There was a dazzling performance in Dallas, Texas, by young Slovenian star Luka Doncic, who led the Dallas Mavericks to victory with a big scoring outburst. The AP's Bob Stevens reports from Dallas. Luka Doncic scored 53 points, second highest scoring game of his career, as the Dallas Mavericks rallied to beat the Detroit Pistons 111-105. So the Mavs improved to 27-25, while Detroit falls to 13-39. Mavs trailed by 11 midway through the third, stepped up their defense the rest of the way, holding Detroit to 21 points in the decisive fourth quarter. Doncic led the way with his fifth career 50-point game, four of those this season, while Boyan Bogdanovich led the Pistons with 29. Bob Stevens, Dallas. Thanks, Bob. From Dallas, let's go to New York City, where the Brooklyn Nets beat the Los Angeles Lakers, as we hear now from the AP's Tom Merriam. The Nets playing without Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons beat the Lakers playing without LeBron James and Anthony Davis, 121-104. Brooklyn led by just a point early in the fourth quarter, then outscored L.A. 36-20 the rest of the way. Kyrie Irving led the Nets with 26 points, while Patty Mills and Cam Thomas each scored 21 off the bench as Brooklyn won its second straight game after losing 6 of 8 since Durant injured his knee. James and Davis were given the night off to rest by the Lakers, who lost for the seventh time in 11 games. Thomas Bryant led L.A. with 18 points. Tom Merriam, New York. Thanks, Tom. Let's go back to Texas now. It's been a long, long time since the Washington Wizards won a game in San Antonio, but they finally broke a long, long road losing streak Monday night. It was a losing streak that spanned 22 games and 23 years. The Wizards beat the host San Antonio Spurs 127 to 106. The Wizards have now won six games in a row, their longest winning streak since 2015. Israeli forward Denny Avija scored a career-high 25 points for the Wizards. Teammate Bradley Beal added 21 points. And in the words of Washington's head coach, Wes Unseld Jr., and I quote, You never want to be on the losing end of that streak, but it's good to get that one off our chest. You can breathe easier now, coach. The five other winners on Monday night in the NBA were the Orlando Magic, the Sacramento Kings, the Phoenix Suns, the Portland Trailblazers, and the defending NBA champion Golden State Warriors. Let's take a look now at the NBA standings. The Boston Celtics have the league's best record, 36 victories and 15 defeats. The Celtics lead the Eastern Conference and in the Western Conference. The top team is the Denver Nuggets, who have a record of 34 wins and 16 losses. Let's break out the NBA stat sheet now. Cameroonian star Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers is currently leading the NBA in scoring 
with an average of 33.6 points a game. Right behind Embiid is Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Doncic coming off that big game in Dallas on Monday night is currently averaging 33.4 points a game. Sporty greetings. This is Nick Seppi, basketball coach at Deuva University in Buffalo, New York. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. Thanks. Thanks, Coach. Coach Nick has helped conduct basketball camps in more than half a dozen African countries, among them Nigeria, Ghana, Benin, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, Togo, and Niger. In an interview with Iron Mike Mbonye, Coach Nick said he believes young African players will continue to develop and excel in the sport. I think they can do it. I mean, you you look at right now, you've got all these players getting recruited to high major universities like Ohio State has, has a kid from Lagos. Um, there's just so many people who are be getting recruited to play at these high major Division One schools, and they're on NBA radars already. So I think it, it's going to happen. It's inevitable because with social media, with videos, technology, more camps being done in Africa, more kids are going to be seen. And the more that they are seen, the more everybody's like, you know what, this kid has potential. I like this kid. I'm going to give him an opportunity. I'm going to develop this kid. I think he has, he can play at that level. So it, it's going to happen one way or the other. And the guys who have already paved the way in the league, you know, they're, they just laid the groundwork for the next generation. Among the countries visited during the Jordan Wara Foundation camp, what was the level of response to training by young African basketball players? Throughout the course of the camp, the states, everywhere we went for the Jordan Noir camps, these kids were coachable. They had the desire to get better. And to me, that's the biggest thing. You know, you can teach them how to dribble, how to shoot, but just to have the desire to get better, to have the discipline to be coached, that's probably the rarest skill and the most important thing, you know, because you keep working, you want to get better, you want to do right by your family you you want to get an education you want to potentially make money from basketball it's like you that that's what you need to do and everywhere we went these these kids played so hard you know they listened to everything you said they had questions they just you know they did everything you wanted them to do and if we had more time with them I know that we can just develop them to a point where they can just get more and more opportunities and get better and better and better. Apart from Jordan Mora Foundation Camp, do you have advice or suggestions on how to make the game grow in the continent? Apart from the camps from the Jordan Mora Foundation, the one thing I feel that you know Africa and Nigeria needs to take that next step is just the resources. You know. It, and I, and I hate to compare it to America, but that's what I have to compare it to. But even the other European countries is whether it's the courts, the coaching, the access to basketballs, the leagues from middle school to high school to college. Everybody, everywhere else just has so much more. You know, kids can go anywhere and play at any time. And in Africa, it's not the same. You're lucky if you find an outdoor court 
you know, that has a, a decent rim and level ground. Whereas if you go to these other countries, you can find that anywhere outdoor. And there's a, a lot of places indoor where you can go practice, you can get coached, you have training, and you can do it year round. So to me, just being able to provide those facilities, those resources, just from skill work to coaching, that is the biggest separator. And if you can close the gap to make it an even playing field, I think the sky is the limit for everybody in Africa. And these kids can really compete with these other countries. We just have to find a way to get the powers that be to buy in to these kids' futures and understand that basketball is a tool that these kids can use to get an education, to get a job, and to really represent their country at the highest level. That's American college basketball coach Nick Seppi. And Coach Nick spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from the U.S. state of New York. Wraps up the January 31st edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports. <laughs>